It's podcast time. The Roll the Paradise podcast with John and Shelley starts now. Yay! Exactly 14 days later. Yeah. And it has been a busy (laughs) and eventful and chaotic... It's been a... 14 days. I know that you have not seen this movie, but yesterday, with everything that happened, I thought about... So Tucker and Dale versus Evil is like a is a really really good movie that I've told you I was going to make you watch a bunch of times but I haven't yet. But there's a scene in Tucker and Dale versus Evil when they after a bunch of the college kids have killed themselves on their property that the state police shows up or something they're all covered in blood and he's like, "Hey officer." And they're like he's like, "What the hell's going on here?" And he said, "We we have had a doozy of a day. <laughs> and that's like yesterday in the heat of oh, yeah. everything that was going on. I was like, we we have had a doozy of a day. Yeah, we have. <laughs> it's been a doozy of a fortnight. That, that a, is true. A flurry of activity. Also, thank you um, for that. Because one of the top comments I got from our first episode is, I can't believe you haven't seen Shawshank and you have to watch Shawshank before the next episode. And Did you? like, you're lying, right? You've seen that, that movie. That movie is a modern day classic. Like there's not that many movies that I would say everybody everywhere ever should watch this movie. But Shawshank is one of them. I have, I have, I'm very sorry to report that I did not watch the movie. We will remedy that because that movie is fantastic on every possible level. All right. Well, let's just add that to the ever long list. You have a long list. I, I don't even like watching movies. I don't watch that many movies. Me either, apparently. But I watch a lot more than you do. Yeah. I make you look like like a movie buff. I'm not a movie buff. I like the movies that I like. And I'll watch the same movies over and over and over again. But I watch horror movies and nobody else in the house does. So I'll watch them like five in the morning. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So um, the last episode was, of course, as we mentioned, our first we got quite a bit bit of feedback, um, which, which I just yeah. did what I said I wasn't going to do, and that was use filler words. When John listened to it, all he could think of was, all he could hear was how many times he said like. Uh, this yeah, so time- when I was editing, I I wanted to punch myself in the face for how many times I said like. Yeah, so we we thought that maybe we would turn that into a drinking game or like, oh, we instead of a drinking game, it should be like you have to do 10 jumping jacks every time John says like. I think they would be dead by the end of the I, episode. Yeah. I thought you were going to make me do 10 jumping jacks. Oh, every time no, that would, that would not work out for our microphone. No, it wouldn't. No. I don't know how the wheezing and the... I'm doing enough of that for all of us. Like, we don't need that. Yeah. I'm not, uh, what I other feedback know. did we get? 
uh, that I'm too quiet, so I'm sitting closer to the microphone, and I'm hoping that my voice travels well, although I will say that I am pretty sick, so if I talk too much louder, then all you're going to hear is my coughing, and nobody wants that. This time we have a plan, we have an outline, and last time we just talked, so we'll see what feels better. Yeah, I think as as much as I've talked about, not just in regards to the move and the podcast, but in every facet of my life, as much as I talk about not having a plan, that's more that's more talk than it is, and it fell apart pretty fast. yeah it did but i mean we say that the only clear plan like really set in stone plan that we had last time was the work for the house we were gonna get the floor done we were gonna hire out the cabinets and i feel like there was something else um painting painting what the walls which we did so long ago and so quickly, you forgot about it. I, f- I felt like that was before we did the no. podcast. So we did we did better. I do think, as, a, as an aside, originally, once every two weeks felt like that was going to give us enough where like, we have to have time for things to happen. And I don't want to just be popping in for these boring, we did one thing. So much has happened in two weeks. It's not just like painting the walls. Like, I don't even feel. We've painted the kitchen. So it was a very sunshine yellow. Daffodil. Um, And the cabinets are very um, sky blue, which made. It's a very, like, it's a light blue, but it's like a poppy blue. Like robin's egg blue it pops out like it's it's noticeable you can't miss our cabinets so we painted um the kitchen a gray color that is now the rest of the it's more than a perfect gray it's like slate gray like it's gray uh so it matches the living room and our hallway and our bedroom and it really really did tone down the cabinets and made a huge difference they're in not, they're not near as blue as they were right against that yellow the kitchen looks completely different now um then john did the entire floor and i need you guys to understand like we recorded on new year's eve and the episode went live on new year's day so he edited the episode we did that we did but that feels it like a great. long time ago. Right. There's a there's been a lot of things. I mean, I, I kind of hope that we don't have the same things that happened um, in the well, last two either. weeks moving forward. But um, we've been very productive. So I guess we should get right into the plan and update these fine folks. Well, we should. Yeah, we should talk about what we've done. So what What? have we done? Painted the entire kitchen. We did that together um, on the first, all in one day. Edited the podcast and painted the kitchen in one day. And the very next day, he did the floors. Well, that took two days. It took two days to do the floors. So I pulled it up. It was peel and stick vinyl tiles that were probably put in 
like when the house was built, maybe it they were old. They were and old. they were dated looking. Mm-hmm. Like they were in rough shape because they had been worn and lived on for so long. But the design of them was pretty old ladyish, flowery border things on them. So I spent one day pulling all those up and then kind of scraped and scrubbed underlaying kind of residue off of there. And then the next day after it all dried, I started putting down the new peel and stick vinyl, which looks like wood. It's the planks. It's not little squares, but it looks really good. Completely again, completely transformed our kitchen. It's much more buyer friendly now. I agree. I hope that's the case. (laughs) I hope others agree. We had talked about last episode how we were going to hire out um, the cabinets, painting, Mm -hmm. repainting of the cabinets. And a good friend recently redid her own cabinets, and they are my favorite. I love them. Prior to us deciding we were going to move to Florida, I wanted her exact cabinet color. I just don't think that that's very conducive to selling the house. But she was like, don't you dare pay that much money for this. I will come over next weekend. You and I can do it together. We'll have the cabinets usable again, at least that first weekend. And then we might have to do the next weekend to finish it up. So that's the plan. That's going to start this weekend. Misty and I will be sanding and deglossing and painting. And I don't really know what else goes into it. Um, but I'm going to find out. So that starts in two days. So that will be fun. Um, John's going to finish the living room floor. He's got a little bit of it done. Let's hope that it doesn't make me as sick as the kitchen. That was probably all the asbestos that was in the tile. People who want to buy our house might be listening to our podcast. (laughs) They could be entitled to substantial compensation. (laughs) I saw it on an infomercial. So. Uh, he also, we had some trim in the bathroom that he needed to fix. He also has completed that project. Well. It needs to be painted. The trim is up. Yeah, there's there's new trim. I got it all cut and attached, but we got to paint it. But there's some other trim and doors and things throughout the house that need that same paint. So I'm just, I'm holding off till we can do it all at one time. That's a good. One thing. more round of trim paint. And door paint and everything so we don't have to go back and forth and back and forth. So that puts us completely on target for our January 31st deadline of kitchen painted, kitchen and living room floors redone, and cabinets painted. Um, Puts us a little bit ahead because he does have the trim up that we did not have on for us to do. So we need to paint the trim paint some doors doors and trim uh we have to do the door that door in the bedroom yeah we need a new i'm gonna have to put in a new pre-hung door there because the jam is all wrecked which will take get rid of our ghost um it'll get rid of the ghost cohen about today that was fun it's really just the way that it since the door doesn't shut the air that comes through It'll just randomly open sometimes. When so. the wind's blowing 50 miles an hour across the garage doors. Yeah. Which is fun 
to mess with the kids with during the day. It's less fun when it happens at 3 a.m. That is very true. <laughs> and the door just flies open. It's even more less fun when it happens at 3 a.m. when we've forgotten to turn that bright light off. And it's 25 degrees outside. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's not fun. So that'll get fixed. So that's on the list. So cabinets. So the cabinets painted, the floor being done, the door being done, and the trim painted. The other, tr the bathroom trim and the kind of accessory trims. We have all the trims. And I think that is all that we have planned to do to the house before we contact a realtor. Not necessarily to get the house on the market, but just to make sure and get their advice on what we need to do before putting it on the market. But my goal would be to have it on the market. I would like to have it on the market by the end of January, but John says that's not realistic. So fine, I'll give him two more weeks and we'll have it on the market by Valentine's weekend. Happy, Happy Valentine's Day Happy to Valentine's me. Happy Valentine's Day. Your house is for sale. Everybody so, tells us that the market is great right now. And what are you going to do if the house sells in a month? Then you don't caps. have anywhere to live. GTFO. And that's I'm like, I'm like, that's what I'm hoping happens. Like send all of your positive vibes into that because then. Well, closing takes forever. I don't know anybody. Well, Wacy closed on time when I bought the house. It was scheduled and they got pushed back and then that got pushed back. And then they tried to push it back on the day of closing. About, an, about an hour because of the tornado about an hour before they called and said, Hey, we're going to have to reschedule this. I think even if it's one of those crazy miraculous circumstances where we list it and then get an offer that goes through in days, closing still takes a while, but that brings us to, the Florida end of the plan. Yes. Where we're taking care of the things that we can take care of Oklahoma house wise, but we still keep looking for things down there. We keep, we look at rent houses every day, even though we're not ready to do that. And you can't look at rent houses with a move in date of like May 1st or something. Oh, we've moved it up a month. To what? You just said Valentine's Day. I moved it back 10 weeks. Well, the, the hard goal <laughs> was June 1 being in Florida. But I did not want him to waver on any further than that. Like, we need we need to be there in June so that we can get settled, so that the boys are comfortable, so that we can get them enrolled in school, so that they can start on time. Honestly, that was just my excuse to get it as soon as possible. Um but at this point, I told y'all last episode, I would go today if he would let me. And I am still pushing for that. So today? Yes. What's help a girl it's out? It's late. Kids are in bed already. <laughs> Just load them up in the car. It'll be Just easier traveling that way. Blanket. Yeah. That's true. It is easier to travel with them when they're asleep. So y'all send all the positive vibes for earlier than June 1. But are you going to open a LaCroix? Yeah, I am. I'm going to edit out the pop, though. Okay. That was really satisfying. Was it? Mm -hmm. I might keep it. I hope it got the like. I don't think so, because it, did it didn't not. get me very well last week. Well, maybe my LaCroix projects. My LaCroix oh. says it with your chest. Okay. It's got a. No, maybe not. 
So we keep looking for houses and we find the ones that we're in love with and they're available for one day and then they're gone the next day. It seems like there's a lot. And I've, I noticed today when I was looking at them that there were a lot that were managed by the same company. So maybe it's a thing with them, but there's all these houses that are pet friendly and all these jobs that have pet insurance as a benefit, it's which I had favorite. literally never heard of until I started looking at jobs in Florida. But none of these houses have fences. Yeah. There are houses in the neighborhood that have fences. I feel like a, a majority of the houses that I've looked at, they have a yard and they say small dogs are allowed, but there's no fence to keep the dog in. Maybe they think that like all small dogs like are potty trained for inside the house. Like he uses a litter box? Like a puppy pad. No, that is not, that's not what potty trained means. Okay. If your dog goes to the bathroom in the house, it's not potty trained. Okay. Because then your house smells like dog toilet. That's true. Unacceptable. Okay. Dogs go to the bathroom outside. Maybe all of the dogs in Florida are so well behaved that you can just let them in the backyard and they won't run off. Then they won't let yours down. <gasps> it's ours. Oh, she is ours. Oh, that was it. I'm telling it. She will understand. That dog can't comprehend human language. She absolutely can. Absolutely can. <laughs> I bet they can feel the look that you're giving me right I, now. I hope that they can. I can feel it. I hope that they, they can feel it. And I hope that they understand that you play tough, but you love her too. That's that's like a dad thing. Yeah. To, to act like you hate the animals. So we keep looking at houses, but we haven't done anything on houses. We just keep wishful thinking about them. We also keep looking at jobs. Mm -hmm. That front has been slightly more productive than the house front. Yes. So I had an interview. Um, the job sounded great. Seriously, it what I would want to do in my field if staying in my field is what I want to do. Um, unfortunately, the pay just, the pay was absolutely not anywhere close to something that we couldn't turn down. So we would have to move immediately. Um, but if I'm being honest, it, it wasn't enough, even if we already lived in Florida, that I would take it. Um, I have started applying. I've applied for more positions. But I'm going to, I kind of stopped the last couple of days so that I can really update my LinkedIn and make sure my resume is exactly what I want it to be. You would think as a recruiter for 16 plus years, I would have like the best resume around. Um, but I think I'm a pretty weird recruiter in the fact that I think resumes are pointless. So that's, I think resumes are hard for the average person and even harder for me because I do not believe in them and I think that they're awful. But I need to get mine updated and more jazzy. Ooh. I put some sizzle on I it. will say while I am anti-resume, John's resume is so awesome and shows his personality so well. And I want to do that for me, except for my personality is not nearly as fun as his personality <laughs> and would not come across the same way. I don't think that's true. You're very fun. Uh, I am fun, just not in the way that you are. 
That... If you were fun the same way that I am fun, we would hate each other. That is probably accurate. <laughs> like, that might be the most accurate thing that you've ever said. We would not get along. If there were two me's trying to do this thing, nothing would ever get accomplished. Big talk, lots of fun, no productivity at all. Yeah. I feel like I know I know me well enough to say that two me's coexisting would not. Okay, but there are two you's in this house. Well, but one of them's seven and easily, more easily manipulated. Nope. Still two use. <laughs> Y'all are so much alike that the two of you know exactly how to manipulate each other. Well, that's probably true. <laughs> so what other progress have we made? I had a job interview. You want to talk about mine? Oh my goodness. Yours was way more productive than mine. Yeah. So I have more. Yeah. I don't know that it, you say it was way more productive. I don't know that it was. She was very nice. And it was interesting to talk to, to someone that is in a similar field, but their organization is structured so differently than the one that I've been at for so long. It was, it was really interesting um, to talk about that. I mean, it sounded promising. I'm still interested. Uh, I haven't heard back from her. I did hear, I did hear back, because uh, I kind of reached out a few days later. I think, I think her interviewing schedule got bumped back a couple of days, and so they still don't know what they hoped to know by this point in time. So, you know, it's, it's whatever. Well, I mean, going back through my job history, about two years, and I start wanting something different, and between two and a half and three years, I get, my feet get real itchy. You're not, you should not say that in an interview. Just professional Dis advice. Disregard. Potential employers disregard that <laughs> last statement. It's, it's just, that's, that's just the way it's always worked out. And I think it, I think it has to do with what you said with just the lack of a challenge. Once you get in there and you get to where everything is just autopilot and it's not, it's kind of not fun anymore because there's no more. I mean, there are, even now. I've been doing, my actual job title has been the same for just over two years. And there are still small challenges that come out with content or managing personalities and things like that. But they they feel mundane after a while. It's kind of like just more of a... I kind of feel like it's just something that we're doing to kind of get our feet wet. I know for me, again being a recruiter for so long, you would think that interviews would be a breeze for me, but they're not. I'm terrified of them. <laughs> it's just talking to people. Um, It's talking to people, which I don't like. The <laughs> and... people? You should not tell prospective employers <laughs> that. <laughs> uh, I'm not comfortable talking to strangers. It was ingrained into me at a young age stranger and danger stranger it's danger different when you're in a job interview they're okay and also i so i don't like talking to people and i really don't like talking about myself to people those are literally two of my favorite things to do i know this is like we're very opposite very opposite i love talking to new people and also in addition to that 
I enjoy talking about myself. Yeah, no, I hate those things. And that is exactly <laughs> what you're supposed to do in a job interview. You got to sell it, man. If you I, wouldn't buy what you're selling, why would somebody else? And I fully understand that. But unless the the perspective company is looking for like the most socially awkward person in the world. That's about the only thing that I'm selling in an interview. Like if you just give me a chance, I can prove to you like, no, I'm competent and very qualified and very good. I just don't really put that out in an interview. That's not. It's like Scott H. Byram said, it's another day and more of the same damn thing. And after a couple of years, it's kind of like, okay, I think I'm, like I'm ready for something different. So, but the job thing is moving slowly, but surely. And I don't know that due to the circumstances, like I mentioned in the last episode, due to COVID, our industries, our, our positions that we currently have, our background would easily, could easily be done remote. Um, well, they have been for well, 10 months. Right. Um, so I think there's a little bit of hope that one or both of us would maybe get a position that we could start here. They're not picking up what I'm putting down. Well, your wheelhouse is the the organizational, like the way you run your process, you're very, very good at. Thanks. But they don't make you do that in the interview. Right. They want you to do a traditional... And that's what I Use feel like. Use three words to why, describe yourself. Why do you want me, just let me go do the job. Like, put me in the office where you want me to work and log into your system and I'll just do it. And that should be the best kind of interview. I feel like that's the way computer programmers interview. They give them a computer programming question and they're like, solve this question with an application that you build. Go. Yeah, like you I have until Friday. That's what I think that an interview should be. Like, here's this little office. It's a makeshift of what your office would be like and go. And I would rock that. Don't, don't tell me to talk about myself. I think that's more for like second and third interviews. Nope. nope. Well, in, in my field, that first interviews, they just want to get to know you to see if you're a juice box or not. And then it's like, well, that guy was, he was not terrible. So let's see if he can actually do the thing that we want him to do. That's what the second interview is for. I'm sorry. I got thrown off by the fact that you said um, juice box. I understand that's how interviews typically work, but I want to skip the whole part of like, this is how I describe myself. And this is a little bit about me. And this is my background. If a resume is so important, you know, my background. So just. Let me show you how good I am because I to, can't tell you. There's a certain amount of having to play their game. I don't want to. Involved. Nobody as, wants as to. As much as I love games, do. I don't like those kind of games. Well, that's. There are people that really enjoy that kind of game and they're sociopaths and they become politicians because that's the only kind of game that politicians play is that kind of fluffy make everybody think one thing while I'm actually doing another thing. That's what job interviews are. Yeah. So for us, like, again, we are pretty confident in the fact, like we know we aren't going to interview for a position in January that will be comfortable with us starting mid June after we've moved 
halfway across the country and got a little bit settled. Maybe there's a little bit of a hope of we'll get an offer that we just can't refuse and go early. Maybe not so much of a little bit of a hope for me, maybe a lot of bit of hope for me. I also think that, but I don't know that either of us, one, really want that, or two, really think that'll happen. It's just something that makes us feel productive for now. And well, it I kind of keeps the momentum going, you know, because if we're only to me, if it's just like focus on the house and worry about the house and do this and do that, it's easy to kind of get bogged down and it, it you know, the, the dream kind of gets further away and you're, you kind of convince yourself like, well, maybe that is a little bit far-fetched and maybe that is a little bit crazy and it is a lot of work and maybe it's, you know, and then the maybes and the maybes and you quit maybe trying so hard and you kind of talk yourself down to settling And so by constantly applying for these jobs or looking for these jobs or interviewing for these jobs and looking for the houses, in my mind, at least, it keeps me moving in that direction. It keeps it fresh and it's it's a constant kind of motivation rather than, oh, yeah, I really want to do that. And I'm going to put that on the shelf and come back to it in May. I have a tendency to never revisit those things. If I put them down and stop, it's a long time before I pick them back up. So I don't really want to put anything down and stop with this. I just have to figure out different ways to keep it going throughout the day, every day. And I think the fact that while we are completely comfortable with our plan of both of us being in Florida without having jobs, we're okay with that. Financially, we have a plan that will support us um, for a little bit. So that takes away from some of the stress of interviewing. So it kind of just makes the interviewing, I the word fun almost came out of my mouth, but then I got super nauseous when I realized I was talking about interviews because interviews are never fun. So that's where we are in the, what have we done on the Florida front? So what is next? I'm going to skip straight into what I feel is the biggest update of all. Um, We mentioned that we are a blended family and that comes with co-parenting. A metric ton of baggage. Very true. Very (laughs) true. Um, So for your co-parenter, she was sad, um, but supportive from the get-go. Completely understands. Uh, Back up just a little bit. Both of our co-parenters live in different states, bordering states. From us and each other. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. On opposite, opposite sides. On, in opposite directions. Well. I, so, um, your co-parenter, again, was on board from day one of telling her. I mean, sad. Right. The idea of being further away was not something that she was excited about. But understanding how different we are from our surroundings mm-hmm. is kind of a way to say it. Well, and how, how much she was able to grow from leaving from right. this she area. She got out right. of Oklahoma and has done very well for herself since then. Absolutely. And so knowing the state of education here and knowing yours, however. Right. Um, we knew that mine um, was going to be a little bit more difficult. 
uh, again, John mentioned last episode that this going to Florida is something that he's wanted to do for several years. And I had never been to Florida, but if it was something that he wanted that much, I'm going to support him. So I did bring it up uh, maybe a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago. And it was like, absolutely not. We're not even going to discuss it. So I knew what I was in for, um, with this, um, without going into too much detail, the co-parenter and I don't get along very well, but luckily he married a woman that I get along with very, very well. Um, and we have decided that for us, it is easier that the father and I talk as little as possible and that she acts as our middleman. Probably sucks for her, um, but it really, really, really works out for our family dynamic. So I went through her, was not well received, as I knew it was not going to be. Uh, I wasn't told flat out no. But I was, it was made very aware that it wasn't promising. Um, Carson was going to go down there for Christmas and they said, you know, we just, we really want to talk to Carson about it. Um, I don't think that we've mentioned age, mentioned ages on here, but Carson is 12. And so he's kind of at that age where I was going to say he knows what he wants. He thinks he really knows what he wants and he does have opinions about things and he is very, very excited about Florida, which surprised me. And so I understood they talked to Carson when he was down there. And I am super happy to announce that on Saturday, um, we got the official yes. So that was Saturday. That was Saturday. This week has been four oh, months This long. week has been awful. It's like. And it's only Thursday. It's only Thursday. My God. But yes, on Saturday, I got the official word that, was six um, ago. that we are, that co-parenters are on board. Again, both of them are sad. It's a lot further away. Again, one's in Arkansas, one's in Colorado. We're going to Florida. Like, right. it's, pretty it's, much as far as away as we could go. But they're supportive. I think that they both understand that it's genuinely what is best for the boys and they're excited for their growth and for their adventures. Um, and we got the official yeses without having to go to court or anything like that. So don't know if you're out there in our same exact boat. I hope that it goes this easy for you, even though... I hope that it goes this easy for us. Uh, it's going to. It's going to. Well, I'm just, yeah, it has, it has so far. And I'm not trying to like put those vibes out in the universe, but until things are done, done. Right. There's always to me, like, I don't, I don't want to, what do, what do you, you count your chickens before they hatch? Hatch. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. I want to do that. Yeah. Whatever that is. The egg thing. Don't do that. It is so funny to me how we are completely opposite of our normal in this situation. Like I'm normally the one who's like, okay, well you need to think about all of these bad things that can happen. And you're usually the one that's like, no, I think about focus, those things. I just ignore them. Just focus on the end goal. We've got a goal. Let's go. Make a plan. Execute the plan. Execute the plan. <laughs> so that leads into Apparently, we've told people. John really has not, so let's not even act like that. His, I have not told 
a single person. I keep telling him, I'm like, what are you going to do when your best friend finds out from somebody else? Like, what are you going to do? I will feel very bad. Yes. I need you to tell him. So I've had this plan in my head since March of last year, pre-Florida plan for, for he and I to go to lunch. Even, you know, the midst of the pandemic was like, well, we can't really do that right now. And then, you know, the holidays come up and then he had some COVID positives in his household and in his family. And so we keep pushing it out. But I keep holding out hope that I'm going to be able to say, hey, man, let's go to lunch and I'm going to talk to him then. But that plan has been thwarted for nine months, 10 months months now. (laughs) Um, so I might just show up at his house with like a bullhorn. I don't think you just said that there were some COVID positives. Oh, with the bullhorn. Like a bullhorn. I'm just, just like, sitting in his driveway. Yeah. Like what was the, like the, uh, the nineties, they can't see what I'm doing, but the, the guy that has the, the boom box, he sits on his car and he has the, guy? no, no man. It was, it was a nineties. It was a nineties movie. You know, he stood outside of the house with a big boombox and just stood there in the rain and played the song. This part John doesn't really get to talk much about because he's literally told nobody. Nobody. I'm not telling anybody. we am just going to stop showing up one day. We told you that his family is pretty much all got their own plans to go to Florida. Um, so obviously his family knows. We've kept them kind of updated. My family um, is very, very small. Uh, so it includes like the blended household here and Yaya, um, who's my mother, who we haven't mentioned that she is also going to be moving. So not only are we doing all of this, we're moving my handicapped mother across the country as well. So that should be interesting. We not only have to find our own home, we have to find her, 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 her. her, her. <laughs> we gotta find her, her. Yeah, gotta get Yaya's her, her. Yaya's her, her. We've gotta get her <laughs> a place to live and all settled in and packed and all of that. I like when I say this stuff out loud, I can't believe that one, just the thought of it all happening hasn't like exhausted me to the point that I'm like, never mind, it's not worth it. Let's not go. Because it seems like a lot. There's but a lot. This is how much we want to be there and know that it's the right thing. So she's super excited. I have, seriously, I think I've told everybody. Um, and I think people are, they have stages of like, yeah, right. You're not actually going to, oh, well, maybe, maybe she is going to, like, this is way outside of Shelly's normal play it safe, stay in the comfort zone to I am so proud and happy for you way to start living your own life. It's like the six stages of grief. Very much so. And then then the next step is, so you're going to get an extra bedroom so that I can fly down to Florida and stay with you. Right. Like Larry said on the, on the boat when we were down there, we went, We spent one afternoon, or I guess a whole day, uh, we went deep sea fishing. And our, was he the first mate? 
deckhand. Deckhand? Yes. Like he ran, he didn't drive the boat, but he ran all that stuff. Right. But that's his type. I'm I'm promoting Larry to first mate. Okay. So he was absolutely amazing. The, yeah, he was the guy running that boat. But he said he was from New York, had the accent. He'd lived down there and been on that boat for what, 15 years or 20 years or something. And he said he used to live in the same building as the rest of his family when he was in the Bronx. But he sees them more now than he did when he lived in the building because everybody wants to come visit. Because now he lives in Florida and everybody wants to come visit all the time. Right. And so I think that's the way we're going to be. We're... It's like winning the lottery. You find friends you like forgot about and didn't know you had, and all these people all of a sudden are such a big part of your life because they want to mooch off of you. <laughs> I've never been that person. I've never, I've never had anything that people wanted to mooch off of. So yeah, we've had a very good supportive group. This seems like yeah, us. so far. I don't know. I can't I can't think of anybody who's not been happy and supportive. They may have not believed it yeah. fully at first but everybody that you've talked about or that i've talked to that you've told because I, well, I haven't told anybody but everybody that you've told seems to be pretty on board and, and happy which is you know that's what you hope for right so we were during the break <laughs> we were talking <laughs> the break that you didn't know about well they know now so during the break, we were talking about kind of our plan for the podcast. The, the, yeah, the podcast and the the frequency and things like that. And originally, I kind of thought I kind of thought that once every other week would be a good, you know, because that way we would have stuff that would happen and we would be able to talk about what changed and what we had done. I didn't realize though that every two weeks was going to be eight months long. <laughs> And there was going to be that much stuff that happened. Because when you said, like, since the last episode, we painted the kitchen, I'm like, that was months ago. I get it. And that was that was the day after. Yeah. So I think I think 30 or 40 minutes once a week is probably better than an hour every other week. And that still fits in with our schedule. We can still we can still make that happen. And it'll be it's easier to find 45 minutes to sit in the quiet than it is an hour and a half. So we may, so we may look at doing that shorter episodes more often. But y'all are in for a treat <laughs> because that's, that's one, that's a word for it. Right. Our boys are, I personally did not expect them to care anything about this, but they are so excited and they want a feature presentation on the podcast. So I have zero idea what that's going to look like, but... It's going to be a spectacular mess. Blended chaos. That's, yeah, man, there's there's a lot of that. So I'm, I'm a little bit surprised that they care because we're old and we're their parents and all our stuff is dorky and cringy. I don't even think I told you. Carson listened to our whole episode. Really? Our entire episode. That, that does, that surprises me. The thing, the thing that makes me not completely blown out of the water by it is how much they watch YouTube and like, like that whole YouTube lifestyle. and like, I want to be a YouTuber. And so I think they kind of equate it to that. They don't listen to podcasts. 
but they do watch their YouTube channel. And a lot of those YouTube channels that they watch are kind of podcast. Yeah, video they're, they're kind of video podcasts. They, it's just a, a guy talking about a topic or playing a game for 30 minutes or whatever. So I can see the similarity. It, it 100% does not surprise me that Cohen is interested only because that kid couldn't care less about me or what I'm doing until I start a Zoom call. And then he is all up in my business, my business, right? Like he comes around the corner and he plays coy because he can see the people seeing him and he can see his, he comes up behind me. So I just tell him at the beginning of the class, I reference him and I say, you know, it guaranteed hundred percent. He's going to show up behind me. He's going to think he's cute. He's going to come up behind me, put his arms around me. He's going to want me to go do something. He wants me to cook him ramen or he wants me to like find his blanket or something during this class. And every time it doesn't fail, he shows up and does that. So if he thinks or has been told that there's a possibility that someone is going to listen to him, he is all about that life. Huh. Wonder where he gets it. Yeah, I don't, it's weird. I don't know where he gets it from, but the opportunity to entertain or to get attention like flips a switch in that kid's head. And part of me wants to say that I'm really surprised by Carson because he doesn't want to be watched by other people just being him like for sports for sure. But with this, like, there's not people that he can actually see staring at him. So right. he can entertain and not have the fear of well, there's no there's a layer of separation there's right. no instant feedback if you're on stage and do something that people don't like you can tell that mm -hmm. they don't like it but here we just make it and put it out there and like whatever happens happens like i don't know if people like it or if they don't right i would like to know if they like it i've gotten really positive do. feedback i wish I'm, we could get more i'm super bad at social media I want to be, I want to be better. Well, I'm just not very good at it. Well, right now I'm pretty sure our listeners are just our family and friends. So they're not telling us on social media. They're telling me. Well, don't tell me. Well, they haven't well, told dad, you. Yeah, my dad. He, I was yeah. so shocked that dad I watched. Like, I couldn't <laughs> believe listened. he said something uh, when I called him. A couple of days after he came out, I called him for something. Oh, we were talking about Christmas plans uh, for makeup Christmas. And it was totally unrelated. And we did the whole intro, like our the beginning of our phone conversations is exactly the same every time, and it has been for 15 years. And after we got through that, he was like, so, you guys are moving to Florida. Like, we, yeah, yeah, we are. He said, yeah, I heard, your, I heard your deal the other day. Holly pulled it up, and I was like, what? Dad's? I, I don't know if he listens to other podcasts. He should. He should, but yeah, that I was would, surprised. That would be his jam for sure. But yeah, I was. So I have heard from one person. Right. So I will get the social media more up and going. Um, I know that some people were worried about sharing. I think that we've either taken care of that situation or just don't care anymore. So feel free to share. And oh, I almost forgot the surprise. John does not know this. There so. is a surprise on but notes for I the show. Decided that we would do a segment every episode um, about Florida trivia. 
Surprise! Surprise! I don't know very much about Florida. That's the whole point of it all. So, this week I will find a question for you since it was my idea. I get to go first. That's good because you can't surprise me with, we're doing Florida trivia, ask me a question. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, next episode, maybe we'll have the boys do it. But the next episode where it's just us, you'll have to have one ready for me. Okay. There's no way that you're going to get this right, and that's fine. What was the coldest Florida temperature ever recorded? 26 degrees. Negative 2 degrees Fahrenheit. Bullshit. On February 13th, 1899. They didn't even have thermometers in 1899. In Tallahassee. Have I ever even... We drove through Tallahassee. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, have I ever even been to... That's north... I mean, that's if it right. were going to happen. Negative two degrees. Negative two degrees Fahrenheit. That is real cold. Valentine's week of, really? of, of 1899. Those poor pre-industrial revolution Floridians. <laughs> they were out there. I don't even know what they used for warmth. There's no telling. Like a, like a sheep skin. Just like weaved through the palm tree branches like to make thatch. blankets. Yeah. Like that survivor. Sound very warm. It doesn't. But yeah, so that was fun. It doesn't necessarily have to be like that, but just any type of Florida trivia. I'm still I'm still stuck on the minus two degrees. <laughs> right? <laughs> because when we were down there, I mean I know that's a that's a freakish anomaly thing. I don't know. What's the coldest temperature ever recorded here? I don't know. You talk as filler, and I'll look it up. So she's going to Google it up, but I would be surprised if the coldest recorded temperature here was a lot colder than that. I mean, it gets hotter here than it does there, oh. and they're way further south. This is even crazier. Mm -hmm. The coldest temperature in Oklahoma mm -hmm. um, was in Nowata. No water. No water. Yeah. Okay. Oklahoma. It's far northeast of a lot of water. People think I'm messing with them. That's true. Yeah. No, I passed a lot of yeah. water road. No water's further north. Okay. It's in the Amish country. So the the coldest actual was less than ten years ago. Less than ten years ago. It was on February tenth of two thousand eleven. So that's what I was going to say in two thousand. That was when we got. 17 inches of snow yeah it was and it was insane. it was below freezing for 10 days or something and, and we got a crazy snowstorm that year yeah and even here in norman it happened and when it did in that 2011 storm i was here for that one it went for like the last day of it was super 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 cold and the very next day it was like a 90 degree temperature change <laughs> from the next day without exaggeration like i know it was at least 80 it was insane from yeah. one day to the next um, but it was negative 31 degrees in Nawada. And in 2011? February 10th, 2011. Dude, I remember it being cold. I, I remember it getting below zero. And I don't think I had ever seen that as an adult in Oklahoma. But negative 31 degrees? Negative 31. The lowest wind chill was also set that day in Medford. I don't know where that is. I don't either. Manford? Medford, M-E-D-F-O-R-D. Yeah, I've never heard of that. And it was negative 47 degrees. That was wind chill. 
but the records were set on the exact same day. That's wild. I, I remember during that storm that it was colder here than it was in Nome, Alaska or something. Yes. They were saying that it was colder in Oklahoma than it was in all these crazy, traditionally very cold places. Minus 31 degrees? Yes. And I just looked up God. while you were talking. Those records were set again on the same day. And they're 133 miles away from each other. That's bonkers. Right? Man. Yeah. So that was fun. So even even with that, even on the absolute coldest days ever recorded, it's still 30 degrees warmer. Right? <laughs> in Florida. Uh, yeah. But that's what I was that's what I was saying earlier is it gets hotter here than it does there. I the, I have seen people talking about the heat in Florida and I lived in Louisiana for so long and that heat was miserable. Okay. So I lived in Arizona where it was a dry heat and it was not miserable except for it could make you super sick. Heat strokes are not fun people. Um, but then I lived in Louisiana where it like that heat was just miserable. And I thought there was nowhere else on earth that had weather the way that Louisiana did. And then I moved to Oklahoma back to Oklahoma and like, I can't handle the summers. We had a pretty mild summer this year. Um, but some of the summers, but my first summer that I moved back, which would have been summer of 2011, 2011 was rough was on the weather. There, we've had several years like that. Like the, in 06, 06 was the year we had all the droughts and, and there was wildfires breaking out on the side of the road because people throwing cigarettes out and it would burn all this, you know, acreage and it was burning structures and things. So 06 was crazy drought, but then 07, everything flooded right. because we had so much rain that year. Well, like the summer of 2000, we had 25 days in a row over 100 degrees. And that's what I was getting to with 2011, had multiple days like that, like record setting days yeah. of over 100 degrees. Um, and also, like, as we mentioned, the weather in, in Oklahoma is crazy. I mean... Tigernado, like who would have ever Quake thought? Quake-nado. Quake-nado. Yeah. Um, thunder snow. Thunder snow. Like these are legit weather experiences that <laughs> we have all experienced. Snizzle. Snizzle. Yeah. I remember when I was like, what? You're like, just making stuff up. Us, no. Like I can believe Tigernado. I can believe Quake-nado. Yeah. But snizzle, snizzle yeah, like no. that's too far. Freezing fog. Like I can't. That sounds like. Harry Potter or something like that. It sounds it's like not, some kind of spell that they cast. It's not real life. We're we're not in Oklahoma anymore. So I think the us. good thing about even though it's super hot and even though it's super humid there, at least where we're looking at, you've got the ocean breeze. Mm -hmm. It's not here where you're 800 miles away. Even when it's hot, hot here and humid, humid here and windy. It's like standing in front of a blast furnace because the wind is the same temperature as the heat, you know, the air around you and stuff. But down there, you've got the, you know, the ocean breeze that right. I think keeps it. It's still super, it's still hot and it's still 100% humidity, but. But I'm looking forward to that. Bring it on. Hey man, if you're going to be hot and miserable, you might as well be hot and miserable. On a beach. On the beach instead of in a cornfield or something. Hayfield. So, all right. So, anyway, so I, I think, man, I guess that's that. That's I guess that's that. Episode two in the bank. Cha-ching. I was just about to say that. Really? really? Yeah, I was. Do it. Cha-ching. Oh, oh yours, yours, that no. was vibrato-y. Where'd that come from? <laughs>
<laughs> You're welcome. That was good. Uh, I guess we'll have the kids special out in a couple of days and then we'll do our regular thing again in a week. Yep. See you next week. Cha-ching. <laughs>